What is up, everybody? My name is Austin Buckner. You are listening to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast, and right out the gate, I want to apologize. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Last Sunday, I spent hours, literal hours, with Trevor Holder. Uh, we recorded episode 26 that you'll hear in just a moment, and episode 27 that you'll hear next week, and totally forgot to record intros. So uh, for the next two weeks, this episode and next episode, uh, it'll be me. It'll be just me on the intros, like a fucking dork talking to himself. Um, this episode was uh, fantastic. It was great to just sit down, talk with Trevor, my best friend in the whole world, uh, and we talk about Des Moines. We talk about Court Avenue. We talk about the Shags incident. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Google it. It was apparently a wild night for uh, a handful of people. Uh, we also talk about celebrities who uh, we thought were cool and ended up being dicks when we met them in real life. Um, and then we just talk pro wrestling for uh, the last probably 20 minutes of the episode. So uh, if you're uh, from the Des Moines area uh, or you have met a celebrity who ended up being a complete dickhead uh, or you love professional wrestling, this episode's for you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number 26 of the Ice Cream Sunday podcast featuring just me in the intro just my dumbass just drone strike court avenue and start over fucking let's go oh my god um i don't think i got the full story what what happened at shags so apparently (laughs) apparently uh apparently (laughs) um there was a promoter and apparently (laughs) He had, a, he had an entertainer. So what happened? No. Um, so I guess a, a, an entertainer that was brought in from this promoter or whatever was over at Shags. And um, the, the details are a bit fuzzy, but I, I think what happened was there's a, a woman that came in. It was her birthday and she just she just wanted to have fun. And wanted to get naked, and the entertainer, uh, you know, was partying around with, like, was dancing around or whatever. It was basically what happened was, uh, they both pretty much started getting naked. Yeah. Uh, out on the floor. Sick. Um, I love that for them. The the best part about the situation is, is that no one's getting a clear story. Absolutely no one. The promoter's saying, well, Shags never tried to stop us. Never, you know, never notified us like, hey, this needs to stop. Basically trying to put all the blame on Shags. You know, it's funny is that it really doesn't matter if it's Shags or any other bar. Like, it seems like that second floor bar in that location is always chaos. It It doesn't matter what it is. It is. Ownership is just fucking horrendous there. But... Ooh, speaking of shitty ownership, I I have something to ask you about. Hold on. Let's let's finish the the current Shags story, and then we got to rewind, because Shags is also at fault for something else. Oh. Um, Love that for them. So Shags went around saying that the promoter and the entertainer were at fault because they were told at least a couple times to stop. To stop getting naked? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's a whole he said, she said kind of thing. 
Yes, so Shags is a fucking dumpster fire. But um, last year when we were closing off Court Ave and all of that, mm-hmm. um, there was a uh, scuffle. A kerfuffle, if you will. Right. Where a fight broke out with a patron and security. And security, in their infinite wisdom, to stop the fight, decided to pull out their gun. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. That'll do it. Fire off a warning shot. In the building? In the building. (laughs) Into the air. And for those that are unfamiliar with this location... Shags. Isn't there a bar right above it? Yep. Shags <laughs> is on the second floor of a, a three-level three building. Level building, all of which are bars. <laughs> now, there's like th- there's concrete in between, so th- I don't think there's yeah. any through and through or whatever, but yeah. Um Shag That was Shag's security yeah. guard. So, now the issue was the shag, or the 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 guard that fired off the shot, mm-hmm. uh, faced felony charges because of that. And I, I I forget like specifics on the charges, but because being a dipshit, yeah, pretty much being an idiot. Felony. <laughs> um. So yeah. That was a whole thing. Uh, speaking uh, speaking to like some of the bartenders I know, they're now worried that because of the whole shags incident with like your wife is the loudest human being I've ever met. Yeah, that's crazy. My goodness. Um, put a baby in her, and she thinks she runs the place. I mean, she does. It's, it's all her. <laughs> but yes, mommy. so, <laughs> so talking to uh, the bartenders in the area, they're concerned about what that's going to do for all the other businesses, yeah. like because that's bringing down a shit storm of like, all right, well now this is. You know, this is a thing that people are going to, like, be pushed to do. You know, it's kind of like um, swatting. Like, yeah. you're going to get told not to do it, and that's going to make people want to do it more. Yeah. And, and you know, there's no easy way around it. You just, I mean, put it out in the country and and make a nightclub where people can take their clothes off. It's called Beach Girls. Fair. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Um so speaking of terrible ownership, I guess uh gamers is returning. Yeah. Yeah. I got real excited about it. Do they have new ownership? I don't know. Cause I've heard nothing but bad things about uh the way that they treated employees the last time that they were open. But that's just that's just from like a couple of sources. So, yeah, the the thing is, I think they follow along the same lines as GameStop, unfortunately, Uh, where I mean, albeit not the same, it's it's shitty, shitty uh, leadership. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I, I was bummed when they left. I I know a couple restaurants entertainment venues some pretty piss poor leadership as well yeah 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 me too yeah just a couple um no i i was bummed when they left because it felt like i understand why they did they weren't making money Mm -hmm. um and i mean even though it happened before pandemic I don't think pandemic would have helped them all that much. Well, no. But 
they're bringing it back, and I don't even know if it's the same location or not. I kind of hope it is. Oh, I just looked this up, too. Um, where were they before? They were over on University. I think it's University. I think it's University. Yeah, okay. So, so it very well could be the same location, yeah. which is great. I mean, bring it back. But I, I don't know. I just think... I hope they handle it all better. Yeah. I don't know, man. Every time I go into like a, a GameStop, I just feel like maybe it's because I'm older now. But when I used to go into GameStop, um, I don't know. There was like a used to be fun. Yeah, there was like some life yeah. to it. Now you walk in and it's just like hey, this is it is dead in here. Yeah, hundred percent. And that could be anywhere from like the digital media. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a lot of it has gone to you know digital downloads instead of actually going into a storefront, brick and mortar store to get right. You or know. you know, the fact that GameStop got shoved into the spotlight year a uh, couple years ago because of either you know the whole stock thing mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Because employees were finally speaking out against their fucking circle of life. <laughs> or circle of it, life. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the name of the like their their internal program for oh. employees. Basically like, hey, you gotta try to get them to get the membership mm. and then you gotta sell attachments with whatever. So the main the main goal is if you sell a console, you better sell like six attachments. And attachments meaning a game, an extra controller, uh, HDMI right, cord, right. shit like that. Basically, the whole model of survival is upselling, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And and you had to. Yeah. And employees and management and even management felt pressured and more or less like threatened to to do it, or they were just going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. And they're not being paid for shit. Either. Right. Right. And it sucks because I used to work for GameStop. Uh, I, granted, it was a temporary, like, seasonal job. I loved it. Like, that's... It's around something I, I, I enjoy. It's something I know. And to have someone young, naive, and passionate about something is a great get for them. Yeah. And then the world happens... And they start wisening up, and it's not as great as what people think. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, though, uh, yes, digital media is where everything's going now. It is. But, you know, um, you start hearing more and more people be like, man, I miss I miss those midnight launches. Like, that, Dude, that was a time. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I went. I went to tons. I try not to be of the like, you know, back in my day mindset. I hate that shit so much, and like, I'm always trying to like progress toward the future, and like, future generations are gonna like fucking carry us, and I don't want to be like fucking Gen Z doesn't know blah blah blah, but like, fuck, back in our day, like, yeah. I get jumping online with your friends. It's so much fun, but holy shit. Like land parties were the shit. Yeah. I think, uh, Still are. I think Xbox. What was the second one? 360? 360. Okay. I think 360 came out in. Oh, seven. Oh, eight. I feel like yeah, I was in college yeah. when it came out. Yeah, like, 07, 08. Yeah, it had to have been like my freshman year because yeah. like, and that would have been Halo 3. I had the I had that console. Bro, bro. I had the Halo 3 Special Edition. Like, which, looking back at that, holy shit. So at Northwest Missouri State, freshman, unless you lived like with a family member, like unless you were like a local, you had to live on campus your freshman year. So... Like that, that console had just come out. Halo three had just come out. Land parties in college dorms were fucking ridiculous. Cause everyone would just like, everyone would bring their console and their TV out to like the hallway. And it was just, it was nuts. It was so much fun to just like, I met more people probably doing that 
And as Drew talked about a few weeks ago, uh, lying about my skills as a running back to get on the flag football team. Um, but I, I met more people in my dorm through stuff like that than anything else. So do you remember junior year of high school? Yeah. Vaguely. So, I'll never forget it because we, it, it was my last year at Nottoway Valley. And the very last day, we fucked off. And the staff, uh, they had to have known. There was no way. But basically what happened is, it, it was me, it was uh, Jordan Ray, Jack Stamper, Tim Green. Probably. You know, the, yeah, u- yeah, the usual suspects. The usual suspects. We all shacked up in the uh, band room. I do remember this. And played this. Xbox I do all day. This. Yeah. Like we skipped out on classes and they didn't care. Yeah. That was a time. Yeah. That was good. And uh, kind of a, a change of subject, more like a shift. So I was actually just talking about uh, talking about this with um, Heather not too long ago, but our generation is really the... the Man, we're 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 getting it. Like they're out of all out of celebrities, out of out of uh, you know drastic changes in in history. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting that. Uh, Queen Elizabeth dying, James Earl Jones retiring from Vader. I know. Like, and I, I like after hearing about you know. Jones retiring from being Vader. It got me thinking. I'm like, we're now in a spot where the world's biggest celebrities, mm-hmm. arguably in our lifetime, are old, like older and old enough to essentially it's <clears throat> dying out and yeah. it's dying with us. Or like Bruce Willis, like yeah. being unable to act anymore. Wait. What? Yeah, his condition. Um, is it his memory or his ability to speak? Yeah, I think it's a neurological mm-hmm. like condition. Like he, his he daughter. Oh, I had no idea. His daughter is basically taken over uh, for his care and everything. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you said taking over his care, and I thought you were about to say taking over his characters. And I was like, <laughs> let's fucking go. Why not? How old is his daughter? Like 20-something? Let's, let's Like just a 20-something female diehard lead? It's a very, but very I mean, serious <laughs> transgender change. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we're, we're at the point where like John Cena, The Rock... I know. Uh, Vin Diesel. They're going to die. And then who can honestly say that they're going to be as big as that? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know, shit like that. I think, do you see any, I have one in mind. Do you see any, because um, we're talking mostly about like action stars for the most part. Like Bruce Willis, John Cena, The Rock. Um, Jim Carrey. Well, that, uh, you know, that too. You know what? I, I, that like, too. Just trying to throw it all out there, but like... Do you see anyone... Let's stick with action movies sure. to start. Do you see anyone on the horizon that's like, that's going to be a big fucking action movie star? I, you- I feel like I can list someone that, that's a wasted opportunity. Okay. Zach Efron. Yeah. Yeah. Should be in more action movies. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely beautiful and gigantic. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you right now. He's I've, in that Firestarter movie, s- which I I really want to see, but I just haven't had the chance to. I yet. haven't even seen Top Gun Maverick, and I can tell you that Miles Teller is going to be fucking that was such a fucking dickhead. Good. That was going to be my yeah, thing. Was Miles Teller? Like I think no, he's like, going to be like real life. Like he's 
Oh, a fucking, real dickhead? Yeah, know? he's a Aww. fucking dick. Who and knew Miles Teller was such a dick kinda, in real it life? It kind of ruined it for me. Are some of the best actors, though, complete dickheads? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of touch so, with reality. So, so, you know, for for story's sake, uh, Heather knows a guy <sighs> named... Name of course she does. Yep. So Heather knows a guy named Littlebeard. That's his. Oh, that's his Renfair name, right? <laughs> that's awesome, right? So this guy has done cons. He's he's moderated panels. Mm-hmm. You know the the whole nine yards. Um, and he's a Renfair comedian. Yeah. On top and of so, that, so oh. so we we got in like the first time I met him. Like we got a into Renfair. A really, okay, hold on. Time <laughs> out. Renfair comedian. Do you mean like? He does stand up at Ren Fairs. <laughs> I mean, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But like comedian, I mean, in, in what kind of way? So uh, they're in a group called the Scallywags. Of course, shout out, shout out to those fantastic guys. Um, I've known them as long as I've been in fair, but I know they've been doing it way longer. Um, not that they should be having crutches or canes or anything, but I mean, I know at least one of them has had hip surgery, so maybe, maybe eventually. Old ass. <laughs> But that doesn't mean they're not funny asses. Um, and I would say they have like... I think Jim Carrey proved that all asses are hilarious. Yeah. When you talk with them. <laughs> when you make them Classic. talk. Um, so their shows are... Um, I mean, acting because, you know, they, they each have their own character, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's more so comedy based. Like, and more like... Like an improv show? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, kind of, because I, I won't say that, um, like I've talked about with Renaissance Fair before, you're also kind of working a little bit of improv because you're kind of working off of the heckling of the audience off, and things yeah. like that. So, off the energy of the audience. And, yeah, and whatever they're saying yeah. and their reactions, you're kind of working with that. So, I mean, in a way, it's a little bit of improv um, with the Scallywags and their types of shows. One of their shows is called Bar Wars, if you can't guess what that is mm-hmm. a subject of. Um, so they have their own versions of names for the characters, their own ideas, but they're loosely translating the story. So they have a basic script line and everything they do, um, but... If they forget a line, they keep moving. They they improv. They go with what the audience does and reacts to because they're also having audience participation where they have two people from the audience being characters. Same thing with them. Um, I think they do a version of Peter Pan. Um, they do a, a dating game. So that's definitely a little more improv where you're having reactions um, from the woman contestant versus the three males that are the opportune people Sick. so yeah um i need to go to a red fair but they they do stuff at, at cons they do yeah like tripper said he hosts uh sessions at cons or he's done like emceeing for costume contests and nice. stuff like that yeah all right so little beard also you know what i just realized sorry not to cut you off again but bar wars unbelievable name for a rap battle yeah. All right, continue. So, anyway, this guy named Littlebeard. Um, he he does cons. He he moderates panels, stuff like that. Uh, so first time I met him, we you know we hit it off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Got to talking about um voice actors, actors, you know, some of the panels he's done. And he talked about uh, a, a personal experience with someone who I was a huge fan of. And it's kind of soured my view on that person. Is it Jason David Frank? No. Oh, okay. He was a Power Ranger, though. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, great guess, Austin. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess apparently it had to deal with a band he was in or a band uh, someone he knew was in. And when they tried getting their equipment back, this person, and I'm, I'll tell you who in a minute, uh, this person had, I guess, stolen some of their equipment and never owned up to it. And then was like, oh, well, it's, you know, probably you're, like, you guys obviously did something wrong. Like, one hmm. this person 
insanely huge voice actor. Insanely mm. huge. He like you name an anime, he's probably done it. You name a video game, yep, he's in it. I don't know who this is. Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch. The second Black Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh. Well, that's sad. Yeah, apparently he's a fucking huge dick. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, he's like, oh, no, no. I didn't mean to ruin it for you. I'm sorry if that broke your head. Like, I, was, I was like, <laughs> it kind of does, but, yeah. you know, I don't. I understand. There's a lot of wrestlers, uh, just like not. I don't want to say on the local level, but like on the local level, like the indies here in Des Moines, there will be like big guests that were popular in like the early '90s or late '80s that'll come in and they'll wrestle, and they will be fucking dicks, giant dicks. And then you get guys like Ricky Morton. Uh, one of the one half of the Rock and Roll Express, and you're like, this dude has done everything. He's been a champion all over the world, and then you meet him. Is the fucking nicest dude in the world, and he's like <laughs> a thousand years old, and he still wrestles, <laughs> and he's the nicest dude. Um, he came and he wrestled October 2018, and I remember that because I was featured in a battle royal where you had to wear a Halloween costume, and uh, I was dressed as a banana. And I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. I'm standing next to backstage at a 3XW show, like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, probably the greatest baby face of all time. Uh, it's probably between Ricky Morton and Ricky Steamboat for like the greatest baby face of all time. And uh, I'm standing next to Ricky Morton and he's just looking at me up and down. He's just like this fucking chubby five foot six. And he goes, so what are you doing tonight? Dresses as a banana. <laughs> I go, uh, so we're doing this battle royal and I'm going to enter uh, all confident and, uh, you know, flex my muscles a little bit. And then my friend here, six foot two, 300 pound uh, Nathan Redwing is going to come out dressed as a gorilla and he's going to chase me. <laughs> I keep in mind, I'm dressed like a banana. <laughs> And Ricky just like sits there. He just looks at me. He goes, Damn, brother, that's good shit. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. I impressed I Ricky it. Morton. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, uh, I've got to meet and uh, like Bernie Sanders. Super I mean, obviously he's he has to be because he's a politician. I'm surprised you don't get more of a following just because of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, with as See, dumb as the internet like, is. Politicians have to put up that like we're nice to everyone and like but i think bernie actually means it <laughs> like he's he's more genuine the thing is it's like you have to be nice that's that's the the bare minimum you have to be like personable and you have to be nice unless you're trump but you have i was to gonna be, say you, you someone didn't to get be, that memo but you have to be nice as a politician and you kind of have to bullshit it no one tells you that you have to oblige when a An professional Asian wrestler man. comes up to you and asks you, hey, will you t take a photo with you putting me in a headlock? Like, he doesn't have to. And he did. And it was awesome. Um, you ever met a celebrity that you're like, this guy was fucking like everything I wanted him to be? Oh, yeah. Or have you met a, a celebrity that was a dickhead? Uh, actually, the, the one time I went to uh, RTX back in 2015. What uh, is RTX? Uh, the Rooster Teeth Expo. Oh, so sick. like the guys that did Red versus Blue, yeah, 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 all that, all the internet content, yeah. So I went there one year, and where was this at? In Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, I believe around September. Um, but the the thing that got me was day one. Yeah, obviously they're there, you know, they're there to entertain and, they're, you know, they're there to be friendly. But I think overall the experience was really genuine in terms of just how they interacted with people. I got to meet, War uh, uh, I got to meet um, Mega64 content creators. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to meet members of Rooster Teeth. 
I met uh, Miles Luna, Gus Sorolla, pretty much all the Achievement Hunter guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I physically ran into Barbara Dunkelman. <laughs> and we both apologized to each other. I mean, I was like, oh my God, I'm the asshole. Uh, but clearly we both came around the corner at the same time. But it, it was Barbara Dunkelman. So like, I feel like I need oh, to be the asshole, you know? Um, I ran into Freddie Wong and everybody from Rocket Jump at the time, mm-hmm. which that was fucking cool. And it was just happenstance too, because I, I was wearing a, a video game high school jersey that I had ordered from them. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to be sneaky about like uh, getting a picture of, of Freddie Wong. And so I'm holding my phone down to like waist height. And I just see Freddie Wong just go. And in this process, he turns over, looks at me, sees me in my jersey doing. And like, you can see it in the pictures too, because he's like, then you see his side eye. And then he points at me. I'm like, oh shit. It's a, it's a sweet jersey. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like, I think everyone there was super genuine. And it's like, yeah, I don't think I've ever run into a dickhead celebrity except for maybe Lex Luger. Lex Luger, the wrestler? Yeah. Or Bo Jackson, the baseball player. Oh. Yeah. Bo Jackson was a dick. Yeah. Hmm. We okay. Obviously, I know Lex Luger way way better than I know Bo Jackson. Uh, yeah. Why was Lex Luger a dick? Um, besides the fact that he was Lex Luger. So when this, I I don't remember the year it happened. It was early nineties, but the this class of mine uh, took a field trip to this giant event center, mm-hmm. and it was all about. Uh, like, be drug free. Which, in hindsight, ha. <laughs> oh, especially for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His love of drugs probably, <laughs> probably, allegedly killed Miss Elizabeth. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, ooh, not good. No, um. So it was like I, I, I don't think it was a dare thing. But it it was very much like, stay in school. Hey, Don't tr- do drugs. Uh, truth or dare, what's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Lex Uger was there. He he did this weird thing where he showed up on the jump on like the jumbotron mm-hmm. or whatever, as if he wasn't there. And then he was like, Ah, I'm here. Gotcha. So I I got to meet him, and he was terrible he was not a nice person and then Bo Jackson baseball legend and football legend right yeah 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 yeah. so that was a whole nother thing um I happened to be in a seat next to stairs Uh, and no one knew it was one of those like surprise things and why there wasn't a different route to be taken is beyond me. But next thing, I, like we're sitting there like enjoying the show, like whatever. And then Bo Jackson comes down the stands and I get clocked in the back of the head, like fucking hard. I turn back because I didn't see it. Like right? I get hit and I turn back to my right to look at the kid behind me he goes i didn't do it i didn't do it i'm like oh yeah who did and he goes he did and i turn him back around there's fucking bo jackson just hauling ass down the stairs didn't stop to say sorry nothing like that and i don't know i just yeah like accident sure how old were you i don't know if i knew how old i was i would have known what year this was oh that's true were you like a teenager no (laughs) god no like younger than that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Bo Jackson hates kids. 
Uh, the weirdest, I mean, obviously the weirdest was probably the, the Bernie Sanders thing. But other than that, the weirdest celebrity interaction I've ever had. Um, we got dropped off. This is downtown Kansas City. It's raw March, maybe late February, early March of 2009. Um, it was the same Monday Night Raw in Kansas City where Randy Orton DDT'd Stephanie McMahon off the ropes. Uh, and then kissed her in front of Triple H, leading to WrestleMania mm. 25. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we get dropped off at the arena. This is where I met Dustin. We talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yep. And then we were going to meet in front of this theater across the street from the Sprint Center and get picked up by my friend Sean. Okay? Okay. This car pulls up, and I can see that it's not Sean. It is a large black man. And I was like, uh oh. I was like, I'm not, I'm not racist, comma, space, but ellipses. Uh, large black man stops and he like signals. He's like, over here. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to die in <laughs> Kansas City. And I peek my head in and he goes, do you know how to get back to Broadway? And I go, yeah, it's this way, this way, this way. And I'm so scared. I'm just giving directions, not really paying attention to who it is. Right, right. And I get done and I go, are you Mark Henry? And he, <laughs> no. and he gives me this look. He doesn't say anything to me. He just starts driving away. But before <laughs> he drives away, he gives me a look that says, how many other 400 pound heavily muscled black men do you think there are in downtown Kansas City right now? Of course I'm Mark Henry. <laughs> Uh, that's incredible yeah, yeah super nice guy <laughs> super, i mean i didn't talk to him other than like asking if that's who he was and he was like yeah of course dumbass uh you know a, a celebrity that we both had the chance of meeting and we just didn't because we were getting drunk at margaritaville Margaritaville. oh uh james ellsworth james ellsworth we walked right by <laughs> yep yeah that was a uh that was a night yeah it was a night Dave didn't give a fuck. Our got uh, our Uber driver go, that was obsessed yeah, with the rock. Oh, that was scary. <laughs> uh, he James also went. What was the restaurant like right next to it? Was it Hooters? No, I don't know. There was a, no. It was. It was something that like he went into the restaurant, and you were like, he would go into that restaurant, but I can't <laughs> yeah. think of what it is. It was something like that, though. It was like a Twin Peaks or a yeah, something, something, something like, like yeah. It was very, uh, it was very titty centric. The restaurant, yeah, it was like Twin Peaks or Hooters or something like that. But uh, yeah, and then he, uh, then he got fired and went to the Indies, and then got in a little trouble for being a little, uh, a little. Not rapey, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like flirty with like girls that were either not quite 18 or had just turned 18. Uh, Look, and, and, and for people that don't know, he's not. Yeah, he, he had. Uh, he does not look like the person to successfully get away with stuff. Like yeah. That. So for those that are not wrestling fans, basically what happened with James Ellsworth is he was uh, what's called an enhancement talent today, what used to be known as a jobber. So it was just a, he, uh, Braun Strowman had come to the main roster mm-hmm. as part of the Wyatt family. So they'd come to Raw and SmackDown as part of the Wyatt family. And so he was like their big enforcer. That team breaks up. Bray Wyatt does his own thing. Uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan do their own thing as a tag team. And now Braun Strowman is on Raw turning over cars and like beating the shit out of local talent. So he would wrestle like the scrawniest fucking dude, like 150 pound dudes when he was like six, nine, 400. Like he is massive. Like think of like, uh, he's, he's like, uh, half, uh, uh, fuck Bjornsson. Uh, the, the big, the mountain. Yeah. The mountain. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Christ. Sorry, it took me a while to get there. I was having a stroke. Uh, but anyway, so Braun Strowman is, is doing his thing, beating up local talent. For whatever reason, um, 
they allow one of the jobbers mic time, which never happens. They never let the jobbers <laughs> talk. He gets on there and he's like, any he's like, I, I might not be the biggest, I might not be the strongest, but any man with two hands stands a fighting chance. And like the crowd gets behind it. Objectively a great promo. And they're like, we want to see more of this guy. So they bring then him. Then we got to see him, more of this Yeah, guy. they bring him back. And he does an awesome job. And he's actually like, he's not the best wrestler, but like he's solid enough to where he can put together a coherent match. He's pretty decent on the mic and he has a really unique look. And by unique look, I mean he is he has the no chin. ugliest human being on earth and he has no <laughs> chin. Um, and he has like slicked back, dyed blonde hair. And this is 2017, 16, 17, 17. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, that's, that's when we win. And he has like the, it's not even like bleach blonde. It's like he bleach blonde hair for a, like a minute and then you let it grow out. And it's just like shitty white trash. Dark, dark roots. Hair. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So they bring him back. He has these like unbelievable matches. Uh, with like he's on like a survivor series team um he almost wins the world title from aj styles like a lot has happened with this dude and in your opinion between these two wrestlers who do you think was better because they both kind of fit the bill right james ellsworth okay or spike dudley oh spike dudley yeah for sure 100 yeah spike dudley was the shit when i tell people so like People that are just getting into wrestling or want to know more about wrestling and they may have like heard about ECW and they're like, what made ECW so special? ECW was special not because of like, not because it like they swore more or they cussed more or it was more of an adult entertainment. It was because like the wrestling was truly that much different than what you saw on WWE or WBF at the time yeah. and WCW. And I, I show people Mike Awesome when he was ECW world champion against Spike Dudley because Spike Dudley just goes through tables the whole match, like a dozen of them. And he just keeps getting up. And like, that's what like is you weren't going to see anything like that in WWF or WCW. And like, that's why Ring of Honor in like 2002, when it started, they were showing a style that was so completely different than what you saw in WWE at the time they're like that's why it was so special like you were seeing something completely different and now that style has like creeped into WWE and that style has creeped into uh you know like the mainstream to the point where Ring of Honor really had to start like building characters instead of just like great wrestling and then they sort of like they just dwindled down to nothing and and everything has sort of become like you know, like the, how the cruiserweights were really, really great and like different and fast paced. Well, now everyone does that style, whether you're 220 pounds or you're 165 pounds, yeah. like everyone does that style. And it's not that it's not special because like that shit is still really cool to watch. But like the cruiserweights were special in WCW because they were doing a style that you weren't going to see anywhere else. And now everyone does that style. And it's, it's not, it's not, this, special. Like, it's not this unique thing that like one company can grasp onto. That's how I felt about ring of honor. That's how I feel about ECW. Once ECW got, you know, like it went away, it went bankrupt and, and WWE bought it. And then you see like the hardcore style starting to become a little bit more popular in like, WWE, you see Mick Foley wrestle Edge in a hardcore match at WrestleMania. You see uh, Hell in a Cell and and crazy shit like that. And and now it's it's everywhere. And so every every generation has its own thing. It can be like you know '80s deathmatch style, and that gets brought to Japan, and then it gets brought back to the United States, and you know hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling, and then like the crazy lucha and uh, puro wrestling from Japan, like that style gets molded together and that's the the new japan style or the dragon gate style and now it comes to the united states under ring of honor and now like it's basically what aew is providing but wwe has a little bit of that too and it's it's not like i won't say it's not special because it's it's still fun to watch but it's not like this unique niche that like 
early TNA had the X division and you saw like guys like Samoa Joe doing shit that like no 280 pound man should be able to do. That's special. That's, a that's unique. That's showman yeah. too. Yeah. Holy that dude's shit. the shit. That dude is the shit. Um, so I'm kind of glad we got to talking about wrestling and celebrities just in general because um, recently I watched a uh, a video on YouTube from Watch Mojo where they were listing off like the top ten biggest uh, whatevers in wrestling yeah. or whatever you know controversies. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Montreal Screwjob, <coughs> Montreal Screwjob. Um, McMahon dropping in, uh, the N-bomb on live TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, different stuff like that. Um, uh, Tony Khan calling out uh, what, Nick Khan? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, there, there can only be one Khan yeah. in wrestling. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, but did you hear that John Cena just recently broke a Guinness World Record? Yeah. Yeah, so he had he had been, but it wasn't. So he had always been for like the last probably decade mm-hmm. the celebrity with the highest number. But now it's an official Guinness World Record. Yeah, but he has he has granted more Make a Wish wishes than any other celebrity, and like it's not even close. It's like double the next person. Yeah, you want to talk it's about like, like six, a good human yeah. being just all around, like. That's the guy. It's well, like six hundred and fifty or something like that. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um and and that's I mean, that's just what he did. Like his schedule with WWE, and I know that people that are like old school fans are gonna be like, Well, the schedules of the NWA champion and then the late seventies and early eighties was blah blah blah. Right. You have to understand this man comes to work and most of his work like t- twenty minutes tops in the ring his job when he gets to the arena is signing like a thousand 1500 signatures by hand and then he'll go and he'll meet with a fan for a few hours before the show starts as part of the make a wish foundation and he did that every fucking show from like the time he was a main eventer in probably 2006, 2007 up until, I mean, he, he still meets with uh, make a wish kids, but he's not a full time member of the WWE roster. But he, when he was full time and like the biggest star in wrestling, this was every show. Shit, I mean, this was every raw. Is. This was every SmackDown. This was most house shows. Like he is, he, he still is to your point. He still is because that can be, I could show up or they can advertise him. He's reached the level of, of what the rock. Oh yeah. Used to be. Oh, it's, it's the and, rock. And, it's stone cold. It's Hogan. Anytime yeah. they announce that John Cena is going to be on the show. Like, a gigantic spike in in viewers. Oh, absolutely. Um, people do not go to like house shows. So house shows are are um, untelevised events, right? So what I, they oh, call I live do. events. I now. do. I remember. I remember the one I went to. Oh man, but it was the, good. But the casual fan does not go to these live shows unless John Cena is. I mean, he is. He's the needle mover. He is. He's the guy that sells tickets. Look, he's the guy that puts ass in the, the seats. The, the the house show I went to was SmackDown Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Had RVD. It had Kane. It had Rico. It had Hurricane. Like man, that was a fucking show. Was Rob Van Dam high as a fucking oh, kite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a picture somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, that I had snapped of him as he's like coming out. But it flashed right in his face, and he is blinded, <laughs> and it is incredible. The best live show I ever went to was a WCW show, and there was like no one there, so we had like these shitty mid-level tickets, and we were just able to come through like halfway or come down, excuse me, halfway through the show, and just like go and sit in some of the first few rows because there was no one there. This was. When Vets Memorial Auditorium was still a thing, so a smaller venue to begin with, and then you get even closer to the ring because there's no one there. And the main event was Sting versus Ric Flair. This had to have been like '99 or 2000. Yeah. So both of them really, especially Ric Flair, like way past their prime, but still like 
Mwah. Chef's kiss. To see that match, to see that rivalry in person. Well, let me ask you one more question. You don't have to go into like extreme detail. Yeah, yeah. If you get to see one celebrity or one one group of people in their element. So what I mean by like, is is there one band that you'd want to see perform live? Is there one wrestler you'd want to see wrestle? Is there one uh, actor that you'd want to see, like you'd want to stand in the room and watch them act? Or is there one um, poet that you'd like to see, like, you know, like write or like a writer? Or yeah. is there somebody that you'd like to see in their element? Obviously for wrestling, for me, I've loved Eddie Kingston since like long before he was a household name because he's in AEW now and one of their biggest stars. Like I named Kingston, my oldest son, after Eddie Kingston, and he was just like some bum fuck indie wrestler that no one knew. Like I would love to see him wrestle live, and then of course, like there's some bands that I'd love to see live I, as well. I would but. love to see. I would love to personally see The Rock wrestle. I I never got to see him like live. That would that yeah. would, that'd be great. Um, as far as a band goes, at least one that I haven't seen live. I mean, fuck it. You know what? I'd I'd love to see Theory of a Dead Man again. Or uh Breaking Benjamin again. Yeah. Um both do fucking amazing shows. I'm mm-hmm. m- I've personally met Theory. I've personally met uh Hailstorm, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, as far as actors. That's that's a tough one. I have I, I have, mean, in hindsight. Obviously, it can't happen now, but in hindsight, I would have loved to been in the room when uh, Heath Ledger was yeah. the Joker. Um, I think I've said this like a thousand times, but like, well, you know what? I I watch movies like before that, and I'm like, acting looks fucking easy. Like you're just saying shit, and then you watch that, and you're like. There's no fucking way I could do that. I would, I would love to answer more of this, but I don't want to be rude. No, I understand. Deeper. Yeah, uh, let's cut it off. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom? Not really. Fuck bitches, get money swag. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>